Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. We just recorded uh, this episode, so I just wanted to hop on on the front end and let you know what you're about to listen to because I, I said it for the first time last week, but I think it's very true in that we really appreciate your time uh, and listening into each of these episodes. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed today because we had Manny Love on the podcast. We talked everything from the school system to how to build confidence, which is as big of a subject as it gets and how important that actually is for your entire life and literally being able to accomplish anything. We talked about the Globetrotters, what I would do as an owner, what I would do as president, and uh, the legacy of Manny Love. Make sure to check it out. If you don't know me, a brief little background, I started Hoops Nation, which is a basketball media company, broadcast games uh, all across Uh, and did that back in high school and have done it for the NBA, host shows, have this podcast and a personal brand. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy it. Catch you on a flip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. We have a very special guest today. I've said that before, but today it's even more true because we have many love. Yes, sir. On the podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, Buzz. How are you? I'm doing really good. First thing I want to ask you about, I've never heard anybody say this to me before, but when we were talking about the directions to the studio, you said, Siri told me to go the wrong way. Yeah. How did you use Siri over Google? Uh, Yeah, because she's in my phone. You know, me has, we have a good connection. You have a good connection? Yeah, that's my best friend. Siri. Yeah, I talk to her all the time. I say, Siri, how's the weather today? She tells me, <laughs> you know, sometimes I tell her <laughs> to adjust my settings. What Everybody else? who has an iPhone, I think they know they, they use a Siri. My, most of my teammates, that's where I got her from. Like, they would talk to her, like, Siri played <laughs> Dr. Dre's last album. So you play on the Harlem Globe Chatters. Yep. And uh, all of your teammates have connections with their series. Yep. Do you, does your Siri have an accent? No, I got her. She speaks English. I set it up to where she speaks English. Well, you can speak English and have an accent. Yeah, she sounds. Yeah, she sounds like from the UK a little bit. Oh, okay. Like she's from, like she's from she's got a little something. Yeah. Uh, mine has an Australian accent. Australian. I, I'll, I'll probably adjust the settings. Later. Siri, what's the weather today? Here's the weather today. It's a little accent. I like that. It's a little accent. I like that. <laughs> he goes I, into his phone after the show, adjusts yeah, the settings. Adjust the settings. <laughs> you know, speak Australian and all that. What are you working on these days? No, now I'm just working on personal, my personal content. And um, in two weeks, the season starts going on tour. For the Globetrotters. Yep, for the Globetrotters. At the West Coast, Christmas Day. After Christmas Day, we start the season off playing at the United Center. So I'm excited about that because... Everybody know I'm Michael Jordan is my favorite player of all time. And I plan on doing, you know, tapping tap the floor like he did. I know? love that. So I can't wait. I'm going to do a lot of MJ things when I get there. What's been your favorite arena you've ever played at on the Globe Chatters? Uh, of course, home. The Garden. Madison Square Garden has been the best to me. Like, yeah. It's just been legendary to walk through the tunnel that, you know, Earl Monroe and Willis Reed came out of. And it's, it's, I'm home. My family got to see me, my mom, and everybody. So, like, Madison Square Garden, hands down, has been my favorite. What about overseas? Are the crowds different? Crowds Have you seen that? Ten times different. It's packed, jam-packed. 
Um, we play at the O two O three arena every year, so that was that was like crazy too. Um, outside of America, that was part of my favorite arena too. That's I didn't get insane. to play in Spain yet, but Spain I heard is like over twenty thousand, fifteen to twenty thousand fans, nonstop. That's so, nuts so as well. Spain, I can't I can't wait to go there. I ain't get to play there yet, but all my friends, all my teammates keep telling me that Spain is like crazy. So what is it like playing for the Harlem Globetrotters? Is it fun or it's, is it just it's, insane? It's insane fun. Like it's bananas. Like kids go crazy. The fans, I mean, they've been around for 94 years, the Globetrotters. They started before the NBA actually did. So like people... That's crazy. Because Will Chamberlain... Play. I remember I, I just saw a photo of him yesterday in a Globe Shadows uniform because yep. he was playing before because that was the place to play. Yeah, when the NBA when the NBA went through a uh, issue, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, um, a lot of players have been played on the Harlem Globe Shadows, and it's just crazy how like I'm playing like for them, like playing with them because everybody that's on a team, you know, from the first to the last player can possibly play in the NBA. It's just, you get to travel the world for six months of the year. You, some of my teammates, they've been to France 12 times. And it's just crazy like that. Like we play all over the world, like over 94 <laughs> countries. Like, And the cool thing about the globe shatters too, is there's no such thing as losing. No. <laughs> I mean, we have lost before, you know, and they try their best every night to, to beat us. But, you have the amazing talent like we have. I don't, I don't think no one. So how does that work? Because I remember I went to a Globe Charters game when I was young, and it was like, are they gonna win? How how does that work? Is every game a scrimmage, but the other team is real? No, the other team is real, and the other team it's a real game. It's a real game. It comes down to it, and find some reason we find a way to win. And the people got to come out like so you can see it. Like it's intense. Like it's it's that video game like those dunks you see and you don't think that is real. You, you put on arcade mode. Go try games arcade mode. Like the dunks are crazy. Crazy like the shooting is real. That's all all the stuff you see that you ask yourself that people mm-hmm. are asking. It's real. I want to talk for a second about my favorite video of you in the streets of New York crossing a lady up falls <laughs> on the ground. It, it, that's your most viral video ever, right? That would be far in New York. I feel like that's my most viral video. Like that's the video that everybody was wondering. Like, is he from New York? And when people got to see that video, that was like the stamp. Like, yes, I'm from New York. Because everybody <laughs> thought I was living in LA and from LA. And I'm like, no, nah, New York is my stumping ground. But yeah, I, yeah, that was the most viral video of in my possession to say like I did like. That's crazy. a crazy video. That video is, is crazy about it. It was for Kyrie's shoe. I first, didn't read that was a campaign. Yeah, it was a campaign for Kyrie's shoe. Wow. Me, famous Lowe's, Don Benjamin, Bone Collector. We all did a video, and my video happened to be the that that one. And that's why you see in the comments, people are like, why is that dude standing? One, that's not a dude that's standing in the middle of the street. That's a lady that was filming for the for Nike for the shoe. For the shoe, it was supposed to be a commercial, but what happened was the family of the girl that felt the girl that fell in the street. The family posted the video from their phone, and when it went when it got uploaded, that took away from the Nike ad. So Nike was just like, "Let's just run with that 
they actually ha- there's a video that we did that I'm crossing several people in that area. Yeah. And but like I said, that was the video that went. You know, once that video got uploaded, you know, the internet it was it, over. It was over in a good way. I mean. So know. what was Nike not happy about that? There was a separate angle that didn't highlight the shoes in the same way that they had wanted. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That so, makes sense. But it turned out the best. Hey, I, they did all right. I end up uh, right at the next day, Kyrie uh, reached out to me. Uh, he posted the video, invited me to play. Um, I think the next day they played, the, the Cavs was playing Brooklyn Nets. Mm. His home is returning. So I came, I went to that game. Met his dad, his family, sister, everybody. And ever since then, like, that's my boy. And it's crazy because people, sometimes when I'm at an event and we run into each other, people are like, no way he didn't just say your name. Like, I said, that's my boy. Like, and, and it's crazy because Kyrie, you should have brought him to the Knicks. <sighs> can't, t- you know, can't make somebody do something. You know, I, I think, <laughs> I think the Knicks just got to get rid of that guy. Once they get rid of that guy, um, I think everybody would be coming to New York. I think it's, it's that guy that, that that owns that building. I think he's the reason why people are not coming to the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I think they should let Buster like really for some let you get an off, let you get there. Least, one day, yeah, one day. I believe it. So one day it'll happen. It's gonna happen. And then my first move will be to draft uh, Levar Ball. Um, I'm just kidding. My first move would probably be. Um, to let everyone know immediately the change in culture mm-hmm. and try to spread that message through uh, grassroots yeah. Um, yeah, at the collegiate level, at the high school level, so that it changes from the bottom level mm-hmm. what people think about the New York Knicks yeah. um, and that it really is all for the players and start doing... Like if I owned a team, I would do the most insane things for the players. Like if I had that kind of money, mm-hmm. if I was a billionaire, right. I would buy every single player that came to it came in free agency a the, Bugatti for no reason. The Yankees do it, so it's like I don't understand why the Knicks don't take a page from the Yankees. Like, there's just, a difference between basketball and baseball in the sense of baseball there aren't really caps in the same way right. as there are in basketball, so you can do a lot of stuff. Like they just signed a uh, pitcher yesterday, three hundred twenty-five million dollars. You can't really do that in the NBA. That's bigger than a Supermax, so... You, you can't, but when I, I compare the Yankees and the Knicks because it's like, that's like the two most... Uh, in sports, think of baseball, Yankees. Think of basketball, mm-hmm. the Knicks. So it's like, you know, who doesn't want to play in New York City? Right. The, with, the, with baseball, people want to throw on that blue pinstripe, like... Of course, you know. And well, the Yankees are so much bigger than baseball too. They're yeah. the biggest fashion brand in the, sports. Anywhere you go, Yankees. You hats. see that NY sign? That's sign. Everybody know that's a Yankee hat. People don't even know what baseball is, <laughs> and they have a Yankee. and they have a Yankees hat on. They got the jersey. They got Jeter number two on the back. <laughs> right. They don't care. They don't know. Right. right. It's really insane. Um, but that would probably be what. I would immediately do as owner of the New York Knicks is spread the message league wide that, and just be the nicest, like being the nicest towards the players mm-hmm. always wins, right. you know, being present. One of the things that Mark Cuban, uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks does the best. He sits on the bench for every game. For every game. It's a lot cooler than I sitting love, in I a, lo- sitting in guy. a suite. I love that guy. It's a lot cooler, right? Yeah. 
I love that guy. Um, and he actually is very passionate. And Joe Tsai, who owns the uh, Brooklyn Nets now as well, he's on the bench every he game bench, too. Every game. Co- doing more he's not, than the coach. He's not loud. No, but he, like he Cuban. Actually, he's funny when I be watching him. When the- but he's there. Yeah. Um, co-founder of Alibaba. Mm. He's able to swoop up the team. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, I, yeah. I did just see that post. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, so he, he is... Uh, He's very impressive as well, but that's that would one thousand percent be my move. What is the first change that the Knicks are going to do now? That's my biggest question. Nothing. Nothing's going to change. They're going to try to go after Giannis in twenty twenty one, and they're going to throw a crazy contract at him, and that's going to hopefully do something. But you never know, because what's difficult about the New York Knicks is that they are a very successful business right, right now. The New York Knicks are an extremely successful business. They sell out every single game but at top five highest cost because it's a tourist thing. Okay. They play in Midtown Manhattan. Right. And every tourist that comes to New York is, I want to go to Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden. Where, why are we going to go to Madison Square Garden? We're going to go see LeBron play. We're going to go see Steph Curry. Like We're going to go see all these mm-hmm. huge names play right. against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. And it's a great time if you're not a Knicks fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's Madison Square Garden. The food's great. The arena's great. Yeah, I was, the, I, was, I was there last night watching the college uh, Jimmy V Classic. Nice. This was like, this arena is just crazy. Like, it's cool. Like, the atmosphere is just amazing. Like, no matter if you're going to a Rangers, college, Knicks game, it's just to be, like you said, to be in the arena is just, just crazy. So, I can see why the attraction and people do go there. And you're right. People do go there to see the other team. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why tickets are, you know get so expensive and crazy in that sense too, because that's really what it is. Um, but you know, with that being said, it's very difficult to feel pressured when your business is, is successful. Right. Like you and I might say, "Oh, it's a failure." Right. No, it's not. (laughs) They're succeeding like crazy. And that's where the weird disconnect happens between people on the team side Mm -hmm. and fans. Right. Yeah. That makes now looking at it, breaking it down. Yeah, that makes sense. But does my question is, does he care? No. Because the business is is successful. If the business was not successful, you would see every change in the world being made. Mm. But since the business is not successful, I mean, since the business is, you're not going to see anything. And until that changes, you're not going to see anything. That's the tricky part about the game. Well, I pray for your Knicks then. <laughs> yeah, that's one way, to, one way to talk about it and look at it. I pray for them. Um, what are you looking forward to? What do you, you just want to be creating more personal brand content right now? My, yeah, I want to create more personal. Um, eventually have my own shoe. Um, and my biggest goal is really like to get a movie and TV show. Like that's my ultimate goal. Like I want to show people the everyday life of money, you know, what it took to get here, what I still go through, you know, me being who I am, I still face those same challenges of stereotype, bully, um, walking on the court and yeah, people know who I am, but they like, oh, it's just a fluke or it's not real. And then after the game, those same people are like, hey, can I come take, can I take a picture? And then bragging, you know, but you just was, you didn't want to pick me because you thought I was a fluke or you you had your own five and I went against your team and now you're like, nah, that, he's real deal. 
And I just, I want to show that because I know there's somebody that's watching and there's a kid out there who's, who's still facing the same challenges that I'm facing that they can relate to. People gravitate what they can relate to. And I think that's why people love me so much because whether if you're big or small, you're still facing the same challenges that I'm facing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just showing the world how to overcome it. What's your best advice to younger people out there dealing with the same stuff for the first time? My best advice is to keep being you. You know, don't let nobody tell you or make you feel like you, how you're, the way you're different makes you feel less of a person. You know, whatever you want to become, you could become it. You know, love yourself first. You know, somebody's bullying you, stand up. You know, don't tell someone, don't be afraid to tell someone, tell your family member, anybody, tell your friend. But um, it's not cool. You know, people are out there who are bullying. It's not cool. It's not fun. Um, people commit suicides, um, especially kids um, from from all ages. Um, I just found out a friend in a barbershop, her, her son was trying to lock himself up in school and they found him in a room and he was trying to kill himself. Um, it's it's very painful. Um, so at first, you know, I like to tell people just believe, believe, believe yourself, be you. You know, bullying doesn't have an age limit. There's people, adults who's getting bullied out there. Um, and just love yourself. You know, like it feels good to be different. Like for sure, it's, it's a lot better it's, than it's, being the same. Yeah, I remember Little Wayne had a a post about that. Like he said, uh, everybody laugh at me because. I look different, but I laugh at everybody because they look the same. And when you look in the mirror, that person you see, that's your best. That's you. Like, right. That's all that matters. You. Like, yeah. going to that person. Like, I walk out in stores. I walk by the mirror sometimes and be like, you're handsome. You're that guy. <laughs> you know, like, and it, it feels good. Like, you know, because all you got to care about is yourself. For sure. And all you got to care about is the people that like you. People that yeah, like your you friend, love people you. that you like too. So it doesn't matter who in the outside world. Like you can block those people out because what you have around you is what matters. Hundred percent. I think one of the things that I like the most about you, and I we've we've spent a bunch of time together. For sure. Um, and I've seen how if like if anyone because people stare when you're mm-hmm. different or whatever. And the the way that you embrace it is so much fun because there will be girls staring at you mm-hmm. and you'll just whip right around and be like, what's your number, baby? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey, how you doing? You know? Want to take a picture? You know, it lasts longer, you know? And that's the thing. You, you like, It's not because of my looks and all that. She, she gave me the number or she liked me because of my confidence. It's everything. You know, it embraces her. You know, yeah. it made her feel open about like, yeah, let me try this. Let me, dang, I like him. Like that turned <laughs> her on, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and if she doesn't give me a number right away, I guarantee on her way home on that train ride or Uber ride, she's thinking about it. She's going to go tell her friends like, I can't believe this short guy talked to me today. Going to find what short guy? This short guy. Was it him? Yes, it was him. And like, next yeah. thing you know, she's following me on Instagram or Facebook or something <laughs> like that's the way this world is like people yeah. like you for you being you like, yeah man you know like if it, it could be a, a muscle six foot five guy who I guarantee you who 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 do, who would try that and won't get no attention won't get nothing because he's he looks 
He's the average jock. But this here's this short four foot five guy who made a presence like he was six foot five. Mm-hmm. Ladies love that. Once you go small, they don't go tall. You know, <laughs> they love that. You know, I love that. No, I think I think that's really the answer. It's like literally, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you're good at, whatever you're bad at. If you're confident in whatever you care about, literally anything. Confidence is the best feature on somebody. I remember this lady told me that. I'll never forget. She said, "Confidence is the best feature." So if you have confidence. You could do anything, you could get anything, you could accomplish anything. Because that's what this world we need to survive. We need to be who we are to be successful. Like you have your page and your this content because you confident. Like you was confident. You had an idea. You had a vision. And it got you where you're at today. And it's still getting you other places. Me being on the internet playing basketball and all these people. It's because I'm confident doing whatever you do. Everybody that's doing something in life, from whether it's working for somebody, whether it's working for their own self, having their own, they doing what they're doing is because they're confident. They get up every day, they go do it. It's not because somebody's telling you or somebody's making you. At the end of the day, it's that confidence that's getting you up in life and getting you up to whatever you A want. lot of people need help finding that confidence, though. Especially people that work for other people. Yeah. If you're doing stuff yourself, you have no choice. You yes. will die before mm-hmm. you know yep. you you lose mm-hmm. essentially um but for a lot of people that are working for somebody else you know they go and do their 9 to 5 every day yep. um and then they're just in that and then you eventually get stuck in that yeah. and one of the big reasons why i believe in doing things at a super young age is because you've no overhead and mm-hmm. the older you get, the more de- dependencies get put on you. Sure. So one of the reasons I don't, I mean, I, it depends on the person, but the, one of the reasons I didn't go to college was because that would only create more dependencies. Because what I see happening to a lot of people is, all right, let's say you go to college and you pay $70,000 a year for college when you could have been making forty or even let's say you could have been making $100,000 on your own or mm-hmm. 200000 before taxes, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're doing like, you're doing that. Um, but instead you went to college and you're paying 70,000 a year and you're not making the money because school takes up that time. Mm -hmm. Then you get out. All right. And you have these, you have these loans, you're in debt. You have to pay this, these people back. Mm -hmm. You cannot, um, take risks in the same way you to do something more steady. Mm -hmm. So you do that steady thing, right? And you slowly pay it back. You try to live your life a little bit and, Years go by, you're now like 23, 24, 25, and oh, all of a sudden you have a girlfriend. All of a sudden you have uh, this medical thing. All of a sudden you have this and that. And then they're just the dependencies stack up, Mm -hmm. and then you're unable to do the thing that you wanted to do in the first place, which is why you went to college. True. And like you said, you you got sucked in. You got sucked into the system. And I think that's what happens for 99% of people. Which is the scariest thought ever mm. because like you and I could have never existed within that system right. because I would have been caught in that. Yeah. Like, let's say I went to school to be a broadcaster, mm. right? Which is what I would have done. And then, all right, now I have this overhead because I wanted to learn how to be a broadcaster when I could have just done it on my own, which is mm. what I did. Um, but 
now I'm in school. And then when you get, a, get out of school, the way the system for broadcasters work is you have to go through like the minor league system. The yeah. same way as like a baseball player. Yeah. You broadcast single A. Then maybe you broadcast double A. Mm-hmm. Maybe four years later, you broadcast triple A. Mm-hmm. And then there are 31 MLB teams, 30 MLB, whatever it is, 30 MLB teams that have one broadcaster, one radio, one TV. So now there are 60 guys and they're all over 50 or 60 years old. That's true. So now you've got to wait till one of them retires Retire, yep. for you to even have a chance at getting a shot amidst the thousands of person competition between everybody else. That's, That's the system that I think people need the confidence that you're talking about mm-hmm. to get out of, yeah. to be able to figure it out themselves and to be able to do exactly what they want rather than uh, be, and I use this word lightly, but be soft and hold back um, because they aren't confident enough in their own abilities to execute on the thing they want to do and instead they get caught in the system. I agree. That's what I was trying to say. That's, I No, that makes perfect sense and... That's an eye opener. Um, hopefully, like I said, I'm inspired by you every day. Um, Appreciate that. Because vice versa, man. I'm trying to get my game up, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's just like I, I hate when people when they are talking about you and they say this young kid. You know, it, like that's what no, they. That's, that's the way they, No, I, no, I, I, and I'm not saying it's not. It's something wrong with it. It's not but, not true. But <laughs> but when I when I when I I see you, I see. And I see the post, and I see you somewhere. I'm like, this this young dude, amazing, like just doing what he believes. Like you can't teach that. That doesn't have an age, you know. That that has a that's a vision, mm-hmm. you know. And like you said, over time, as you move forward, you're learning more and more. Like you're not losing. You're gaining more and more. Like from the knowledge mm-hmm. to the ideas to the the presence and it's that's like you said what you're showing is you're building that confidence for the next generation now cuz i think it's one of the things that the school system does a very poor job with like the most poor america school system i feel correct um and it's I would say all school systems, but mm-hmm. then the collegiate situation is very different in other yeah, countries. It is better in every other country. Better. So it's a lot easier not to get caught in mm-hmm. that system. Um, it's great for the, for the United States because they have everybody tricked that you have to do this and that and pay $200,000 to learn this and that. When in reality, as you've learned very well in the game of basketball, practice makes perfect. Yes. And when you're learning about practice, learning about a dribble move mm-hmm. is very different than screwing it up 10 times in a pickup game and then figuring out a week later, you know, like learning that new floater yeah. or rather than watching LeBron execute that new floater. Yep. So I think if I was president, I would, uh, I would make sure there was an entrepreneurship class in every single school mm-hmm. um, with a curriculum that uh, shows that it's possible to do other things and helps build that kind of confidence that you were talking about a bunch earlier um, and creates that. Like that is very cool. Um, And I think it would change hundreds of thousands of kids' lives. I agree with you. Like I spoke about this uh, the last few weeks. I went to France 
I would, I would have kids in school for four hours. Kids, these kids don't need to be in school for eight hours a day. It doesn't, the process of them recuperating everything they learn doesn't click. It's, it's too much for them. It's, they, they are not a, they are, kids are not a software. They don't get, they're not going to reach, get those programs right away. They, like you said, I'm spending 10 hours of my day learning that move. By the time I master, by the time I learn it and and master it, it's already another advanced move going on. Mm-hmm. Put these kids in for school for four hours, right? After those four hours, their curriculum activities, whatever they want to do, like you said, it could be entrepreneur, it could be sports, art, it could be anything that they want to do. Have that as an activity, curriculum activity for them. So sort of like it'd be college for them. Like they're getting all these programs, they're getting all these resources. That way, by the time they get a certain age, they have the skills to do it. They won't be still learning about his, some, something that's not useful. The <laughs> stuff all. we learn nothing. It doesn't get us through life. It doesn't have nothing to do. What I learned has nothing that I... Anything I came across to, mm-hmm. as far as working, anything. I have never been stopped on the street and asked to solve an algebraic equation. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the yeah, day. I have because I'll be ready. I, <laughs> all those math problems have yet. I have not needed for my accounts. Right. I have not needed for deals I sign and things I uh, bookings yeah, I get. What the one thing I will say though, because whenever I talk about that, everyone gets angry. Is if you want to be a doctor, you gotta you gotta learn oh, it. You gotta go to that. school. If you want to be a lawyer, you gotta put it. You gotta do your due diligence, and you'll reap the benefits in the other. And that's how that system is structured. That should be that should be a, a a curriculum part of their curriculum activities after the four hours of school work that they had, I agree they did I agree because by the time the kids get out of school too right it's four o'clock. They have practice, right? Mm-hmm. They get home at six. Yeah. They fam they mom and dad gets home six, seven o'clock too. Likely the homework is not checked. Right. Because mom and dad is tired. Um, and there's no bond. The kid is tired. There's no no bond. You know, the the, the parent doesn't know how they the kid the child they went because he's overwhelmed. He's tired. He has to get ready again for tomorrow. And now they, it's a system. Now he's, he's back. She's behind. The parent's behind. And there's no type of balance. Yeah, what I've seen, it, two things. One in high school is when you're quizzed so frequently is that you just, you hold tight. It's like you're flexing, right? It's like you're flexing, holding all this information, and then you let it go, and it's gone. <laughs> you didn't care about it in the first place. You didn't learn it. You just held on, and then you let it go. And, and that's what happens. And, and then in in college, to quickly add on, um, one of the, like the big problems that I've seen from all my college friends that there's this like just this this general narrative where you know if you don't like it's over. True. And also, when these kids like a lot of my friends who are in college right now, sophomore year for my grade, is that they learn so much more in their internships. And they all say it. It's like, duh, because you're actually doing it. You're doing something. You're doing it. You get... Puff Daddy. <laughs> Prime example, P. Diddy. Yeah. Was an intern. He went to school, yes, but he was an intern. He was an intern. He made it first. And then a lot of people don't know. These people was interns and then they went back to school. 
You know, same thing like with the NBA players. Mm-hmm. You know, like John Wall just, I think, just graduated last year. Yeah. Like Vince Carter graduated three, four years after he was out of school. Mm-hmm. And it, it, go, it, it goes to show you, like, you have to learn it on your own and then go back to it. You learn more. Can always go experience. back. Like, it's, it's anything in life. Like, I become good in basketball by meeting, by meeting a professor doing a move against me. Wow, he just did that move on me. So now I want to, now I'm in, I'm in the park practicing that same move. Mm-hmm. You know, I, or, you know, anything. Like, that's the way life is. Like, you've seen something like, oh, that guy, that guy did that. Like, how you fix that car part? Now, this kid has a garage, a mechanic um, company. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Take the risk. Like, the comp, like, it goes back to the confidence. Like, if you have it and you want to do something, you can learn all of it on your own. Like, all of you, you it. Have to, you have to, um, what they say, you have to, you have to, like, mess up. You have to get that piece wrong and see that oh wow that me just turning that switch or putting that wire with it just caused a fire like that's the way life is and I think we you know the people like me and you in the world is just showing like just unlock that confidence that's why I tell people unlock unlock your confidence because that's what's gonna get you through anything you want in life like if you want to do something and you tell yourself I'm gonna do that like speak it to existence it's gonna happen. Like the only thing I think people are scared of is the the journey. Like, but I I love that's the, journey. the most fun part. That's the best part because it's building, you're, it's you're, growing, you're learning. Like, of course, you 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 get some disappointments. It's like people don't understand. It's, it's a struggle every day for me. Like, it's been a struggle like to for me to get here. Like, like it's times I don't got booked for things and get paid. You know, like at one point, like I was ready to. 2017, I think I just came back from China. I was in Dumbo, just came out of a casting for a movie, and I was ready to quit basketball. I was ready to quit basketball. I called my friend, text my friend. I was walking across the Brooklyn Bridge. I said, yo, the go try is still interested in me because they always was looking at my videos. In 2012, when my first video came out when I was playing the Venice. They uh they approached, they hit they hit me up, but the way they hit me up was like a guy suggesting that I join the Globetrotters. Come to find out that was the scout for the coach. That was hmm. the guy who actually recruit players. Because you didn't join until 2017. Mm-hmm. And like I said, so I still had that basketball mindset in mm-hmm. me. So when he said like he suggested for me to join him, I was like, uh, it came across my mind, but uh, it's not on my radar right now. Because um, my first video just came out. So the basketball in me was still like active. Now it's activated again. And then... Like I said, 2016, when I, I just came out of a casting, I'm going to text my team, my friend, who's now my teammate, who's, we've known each other since eight years old. Um, I said, go try to interest me. He said, let me find out. He text, call whoever he called. Within 10 minutes, they called me. Hey, how you doing? Just giving me the rundown about camp and stuff coming up. They're like, oh, you know, if we, if we, we bring you out during the season for a workout interview. He hangs up, calls me within two minutes again. You think you get on a flight to Atlanta for a workout <laughs> interview? Go to the workout interview. Now I'm going into my fourth season as a Harlem Go Charter. The shortest Harlem Go Charter at that. 
just won an award too, um, Shining Star. Amazing. Um, and it's fun, man. Like we have a four point line. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about being a go trotter. Do you think the NBA should add that? I believe they're going to. You think um, they're going to? Yeah, I believe they're going to because I mean, all the players are now are pulling from deep. Even the ones who can't shoot are pulling from deep. Seven um, footers. Yeah. So I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna add it just to make some. Make it more fun. The game more fun. Um, it would definitely do that. Or if they don't add it, I think they're gonna add in the three point contest. I can see that. Happening. Four point contest. They're gonna add a four point contest. <laughs> like they're gonna add it with the money. That would be sick. Um, because one thing, like some of my teammates could tell you, not everybody can shoot that shot. You know, you got to have accuracy. Yes, you may hit it once or twice, but you still got to have to hit accuracy. five straight. You have to be Steph Curry. Yeah, you have to be Steph Curry. You have to be Redick. You know, and um, it's it's fun. And like I said, just performing in front of people, traveling the world. I've been to in total now fifteen countries. What's been your favorite place to travel? Sightseeing and everything. Yeah, everything. Philippines. Really? Yeah. They're basketball fans. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but when I was doing the Facebook stuff, 75% of my audience was Philippine. Most of, my, most of my audience is Asian. So, yes. Philippines. It's crazy, man. People They're need, so diehard. It's insane. It's a basketball made out of... It's basketball rims made out of anything. You come out of a hotel room, turn the corner, I guarantee you at least... One of the trees on that neighborhood, on that block you're walking on, has a basketball. Got to go to the Philippines, man. The That'd Philippines, be fun. they play. How safe is it? Very safe. Um, my favorite part, and I always saw it on the internet and TV. I remember Evan Fortier. Um, he's playing. He's playing with the kids barefooted. Mm. I was wondering, like, why he's playing? Like, why he's playing barefooted? And I go there, go to the Philippines. They play barefooted because when it rains. The floor is wet. If I play with my sneakers on, you play barefooted. You have the advantage, not me, because you gain grip on the floor because you're barefooted. If I have my sneakers on, it's wet on the floor. I'm not. I'm likely to slip. A lot of that probably has has to do with being used to it, though. Yeah, like oh, the no. more like the, if you walk on rocks every day of your life, mm-hmm. your feet you're not going to feel it yeah. a year from now, but. Um, if you're doing it for the first time, you're literally going to be in insane pain. Oh, no, I, I, I was. But it was just fun to embrace what they right. do out there. And they, for sure. Like I said, they take the, uh, they, you know, where we take the rock and we throw it in the water and skip it. Mm-hmm. They take their slippers when it rains. It's, a, it's big puddles. They take their slippers and they skip it. They skip the slippers. They jump in the puddles. They embrace nah. it because it is so hot during the year. So... When they have they you know the hurricanes yeah. stuff like that you know Man. they embrace that rain so Philippines they skip by far their slippers they skip with their slippers I couldn't believe it like that that was like my favorite like I did everything that they did I didn't get that on video but the basketball barefooted was one of my favorites that's the most fun yeah and the Philippines like I said hardcore basketball fans. Yeah, they're like in the, the percentage of them that are fans. It's insane. It's one of the reasons Manny Pacquiao, uh, one of the biggest, the biggest Filipino athlete ever, mm-hmm. um, bought his own team and plays on his own team. Yeah, plays on his own team. Man, honestly, I'm going to change my answer on what I would do if I owned a team. I would play on the New York Knicks. That would be crazy. 
Who's going to say no? You can't. You don't. You can't. You play, don't. Like Hope said, I play for the team I own. Yeah. I'll play. I'll run backup point. Who, who, who's going to tell you you can't get in the game? Cause I'll play seven team. minutes a game. I'll put myself in the game. Hey, make history. <laughs> How crazy would that be? Make history. I believe it. The most insane thing to ever happen. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have other owners do that. One day. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is most owners are very old. Yeah, but so you, it gets, you're still gonna it gets have difficult. you're still gonna have like you're gonna have some of them try it. Yeah, I'm surprised Mark Cuban hasn't done it. Honestly, he almost did it with Tony Romo, but hey, I'm pretty sure he hears this. He's he's gonna try it. <laughs> pretty sure Mark Cuban tries anything. That would be nuts if he put himself in. <laughs> I'm saying they need they need something right. They need a trend. So they got, I'm pretty sure Mark Cuban. He's a trend starter for sure. No, he's the gold standard for ownership. I mean, you got the, you got the Rams coach who's 32 years old. Right. Like, that's crazy. Like he's, he's the same age as some players in the league. He's a head coach. So this goes to show you. What you think of uh, this lady about the... Uh, Becky ex- Hammond? Yeah. I like her a lot. I like... That super talented. Super smart. Yeah. Not, and I, it, I think what people not understand is like, it's not because she's a female. It's just the fact that because she has twenty years of bat, professional basketball under she, her belt, exactly at the professional and coaching level under Greg Popovich. Exactly. That's why. And, that, and why would you not want that? Why would you not want somebody like her coming from to Greg change Popovich? things? Right, Greg, Greg Popovich to be the first female head coach. I think ever. I hey, I think next season, not this season. I think we are going to see a female coach. I think the Knicks should probably hold out to the off season. Mm-hmm. Because this season's a dud. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want her um, now. But I think when that comes around, signing her two, two, three-year deal. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that at all. I like her a lot. Literally everything I've... I've never heard a bad thing about her, ever. Where she coached that... Where she... Um, when they show her behind the scenes with the Spurs, Spurs access, her, the players respect her. A lot. Like, I like that. Like, they don't... I don't, they don't think they're looking at her like... Like, oh, this is a female. Like, they they listen and they engage. And that goes to show you, if a Spurs organization is doing that, we need to bring somebody. And I say we, like I'm an Knicks fan, but I am from New York. I would like to see. <laughs> talk about team. talk about a coaching staff, though. Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan. The GOAT. Becky Hammond. Do you think Tim Duncan's the GOAT? Best power forward of all time. I agree. I agree. Outside of Charles Barkley. I would not put Charles in there. Charles would have had to win something. Six four, anything. Six five. Got to pick. Got to. He's a beast. Granted, but to be a goat. No, he's my goat though. He's my. He's oh, my. Okay, favorite. okay. I'm not saying. Okay. All right. All right. I, I say <laughs> like Tim Duncan is my. Tim Duncan is my goat. I think Tim Duncan is the goat though. Yeah. For power forwards, over him and Carl, Carl Malone. Yeah. Um. As far as everyone else, are you a LeBron or are you an MJ guy? MJ. Over LeBron. Yeah. Why it, is that? The things Michael Jordan went through, man. Like, they literally wrote a book. The bad boys wrote a book for Michael jo- about how to guard Michael Jordan. He had to change his whole game up. Like, when he got hurt, his rookie season, came back and scored 63 against Larry Bird in the playoffs. Like he changed, Michael Jordan changed the game. Like one funny thing, LeBron James would not be who he is if it, he wouldn't be. 
and I, anything. And, I, and that's why I don't get why he would people, probably be the greatest NFL player of all time, yeah, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I don't care about. Why? Why? I think what brought LeBron fans when people say MJ is is better than him. Right. I think people are just think like we hate LeBron. I like LeBron. LeBron. What I feel like LeBron is doing is building his own now. Then you have Jordan, right? Who was the best? Jordan created the foundation for the NBA. LeBron took it to another height in the yes. media era. And it's going to be somebody else. Maybe Zion. It's going to be somebody else that's going to take I it. I hope it's Zion. It's it, going to be somebody else that's going to take it to another foundation. Like, that's why I don't even like when people even compare them. I'd be like, don't compare them to because it is too different. But if we want to talk about period, it's just MJ. Like, and I think LeBron knows that too. You know, like, it's just... That's the way it is. Like, this guy had to go through a beating. Through t- people did not, these players did not, they didn't like Jordan. He also only played like 13 years. Yeah, he came. So, to be able to do everything two, he did in that. Took two years off. Yeah. Played under James Worthy and Sam Perkins. And then took more years off and then came back again. At 40. <laughs> this guy has, I remember somebody broke this the other day. LeBron still has a lot of other records that he has to break of MJ. Jordan has so many records that LeBron still didn't even accomplish yet. I think one of the points, though, about records, which I am not a huge fan of, it's like, all right, you have Kobe who played 20 seasons Uh and you're comparing him to a guy who played 11 Uh and you're impressed that in Kobe's 14th season, he beat the point total of a guy who hit that in their eighth season. Love Kobe. He's in my top five all time. That's why I I use him as a as a reference point. But um, that's one thing I don't love about records. It's that because of- pe- people just there's so much missing. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, these the fact that they people have careers twice as long as another person, and you're you're comparing overall statistics. Mm-hmm. Averages are one thing, but overall, mm-hmm. completely different thing. You know, it's it's definitely interesting. But I love I love Jordan because of the personal accomplishments and the team accomplishments. Mm-hmm. I think the records, what you're saying now, I think that's the way they have turned it into, which is not fun anymore about the records. Right. You know, in all sports, because it it just seems like, all right, that's what the person, that's what they everybody's going for, you know, or it's going for it, and then tomorrow is is broken. The record that just accomplished is broken. Like, I think somebody this year, right? Then he, somebody broke the three-point um, in the games. Like, it's not fun anymore. But what I loved about Jordan was he had these records because he also was trying to win those games. I mean, and the, he won those he games. He won those games. Like, that's what I love. And he had it on his, sh- like, I mean, when he, had, when he came out with those tens, he had the records under his shoe. And I think an important point too, and this is applicable to anything, even outside of basketball, but no matter how perfect Michael Jordan was, people still come up with things to say. People still come up with he arguments the, to make. He was like, the same right, hate. He won six NBA finals. He won, he went six for six in the NBA finals. And people will still come back at him and be like, well, you didn't make it out of the first round in your third year. People, the same, that's why I don't understand why people talk about, oh, why you all hate on LeBron? And it's the same thing with LeBron. They hated on Jordan too. Right. They hated on New York fans did not like Jordan. Well, New York fans still don't like Jordan. They still don't (laughs) like Jordan. They got, they, they, 
No matter how many times you watch the video, you have a New York Knicks fan who will say Jordan got dunked on. And Jordan's arm is not even in, is not barely in the video with John Starks going baseline. I thought you were a Knicks fan. I'm not a Knicks fan. I was a John Starks fan, though. I will admit that. Yeah, when Jordan, I I will admit that. Everybody out there. Oh, yeah, and my favorite center of all time, Patrick Ewing. Mm. A lot of people don't but I love love me some Patrick. Another guy I wish the Knicks would give a head coaching offer to. We've been saying that for five years. Patrick Ewing, Mark Jackson. He almost got the offer in Sacramento, but it didn't work out. And then, yeah, I just want to see him be a head coach. I think, I think, uh, I think people don't want pe- people like them because they know they're going to be in control. They're going to be so hands on. Like super. That's, that's what I heard about Patrick Ewing. I heard he's so hands on. Which why would you not want that? That's it's it's a former it's a former player. He knows the ins and outs. He knows. Like Penny Hardaway, like that's why Memphis is so good. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how people are not seeing the results of these things working. Right. Like Deion Sanders, like they don't want to give him a job yet because they know he's going to be so hands on. It's crazy. And yeah. That's how player person, player personnel. You should want a player person who has a player personnel skill. True. That that he knows. It's all about relationships player, for right? all this stuff. And that that's the key thing you said about. The first thing you said when you say you become an owner is having a relationship with your players. That says a lot. Instead of just being his owner. And I was going to say I work. agree, but you literally said what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. I have a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, the first thing you said was <laughs> right, right, you right. have a relationship with right. your <laughs> And that's what you said. Um, I want to talk about the modern NBA for a second. And then I want to jump back to the whole relationship aspect of it, which I think people don't value enough Mm -hmm. and it's another thing that isn't taught enough Mm -hmm. you know just how to handle that but first i want to talk about the modern nba so our sponsor for the podcast is called playline and their whole thing is you not guess but predict you predict player statistics points rebounds and assists Mm. and every single week they have a challenge called the beat buster challenge i enter my numbers on their site Mm playline.com and then anyone that beats me is entered to win these crazy prizes. We've given away like game-worn LeBron jerseys, Xboxes, all that kind of stuff. Um, So far, not that many people have beaten me. And I give every guest an opportunity as well to drop your statistics for the three players next week. Um, But for everybody out there, real quick, to enter, you just go to playland.com and enter the Beat Buster Challenge and use the code BUSTER. But Jimmy Butler has a game at Philadelphia. Nikola Jokic has a game versus Orlando, and Luka Doncic has a game versus Boston. I'm going to give you a chance to predict the points, assists, and rebounds on all of them. And their whole thing, too, is if you get all of them right, you win a million dollars. No one's done it yet. One person came one rebound away from getting LeBron's, which would have done it, and he would have won a million dollars. Nobody's gotten it yet. Giving you a chance, points, rebounds, and assists, first and foremost for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler plays Philly at Philly. Mm-hmm. I say 31 points, seven rebounds, three steals. Nikola Jokic versus Orlando, home game. He hasn't been too hot this year, though. The Joker, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was drafted by Orlando? No, he's playing against Orlando. Oh, he's playing against Orlando. Hmm. Can't fool Jake, huh? Hmm. I would say the Joker's going to have 
21, 12, and 8 assists. And then Luka Doncic versus Boston. Luka. That guy's hot against Boston. That's Jason Tatum in them. Boston got good defense. I would say Luka's going to have 21 points, 20 points, 10 assists, six rebounds. Interesting. If you could have dinner with three people, who would they be and why? The sports or anybody? Anything. Jay-Z. That was quick. Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Will Smith. Okay. Walk me through your answers. Jay-Z. Jay-Z is... Help, help, help me get through life. Like he's, he, he made it. Like he's, he's, we have the same birthday, December 4th. And he's cool. He's smart. He's confident. He's, he's taking risks every day. He's going, he's breaking back. Like he started a sports agency. That was one of the best sports. He got everybody on his agency. Mm-hmm. Will Smith. Same thing in his industry. Industry. Now he's making his own movies. Making his own movies. Worked hard. Um, read a story about him. Um, when he was doing The Fresh Prince, if you go to the episodes and it says at times when he was moving his lips, that was him trying to remember his lines. Like, that's it's crazy. And Carmelo, outside of Michael Jordan, that's my favorite player. Like, uh-huh. I love Melo. Like, so you must be very happy camper right now, man. I was in Vene- <laughs> I was I was in Venezuela when he got signed. I was ready to cry. Like, I broke. I was ready to shed tears. Like, cause this guy, man, like. He gets blamed for everything, man. Like, and he he works hard. Like, there's people that played with him, and the things that people say about him, the players will tell you none of that is true. Mm. One of the best guys to be helps people, shares, talks, motivates, supportive. And I keep missing him. Every time I got the chance to meet him, I'm somewhere, or I left the country somewhere, or he's in my neighborhood, like. And I I loved that guy since cop since high school. Like me and my me and my best friend, we picked. He was a LeBron fan. I was a Melo fan, and I just followed Melo since high school. Like like when we went to Syracuse, I was up that night when he when he when they won the national championship. Nice. Uh, I watched him torch the Bobcats at the sixty four, I believe. Um, and I'm like when I watch him now. It's, it's this guy didn't miss a beat. Like mm. he's done tortured all the players that's in the league over him, mm-hmm. and his presence, like for the culture, like the stuff he writes, talks about. Like this guy's amazing. Like you know, it's a powerful. The people I name are powerful people that they can walk in a room and they don't have to be loud. 
their presence make lets you know that they're in the room. And that's you know, comes back to the confidence thing. What you said about me. You said you seen how how I handle myself. Like so I relate to all of them in in their own way. And like we all have we all relate. Like in my head, Jay Z's my big brother. My head, Melo's my one of my best boys. Will Smith, a guy who that's the that's the success I want. You know, him, Will Smith and Jay Z is the the success I want. Now, as outside of basketball, I want to be an actor. Mm. I want to I want to be the first little person to get best leading role for a film. You know, my competition is Peter Dinklage. You know, but good um, competition, good competition, friendly, good, friendly guy. Have you met him? Um, early in my stages in life, when he came to uh, the Little People Convention, um, I met him. And um, he rides the New York. People understand he rides the New York City train. He lives in New York, so he rides the train actually. So sometimes you probably some people probably seen him didn't even realize that was him. But he that's crazy. He, 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 there's people that posted photos. I've seen him ride like the little moped around. Rides the scooter because probably his legs like it hurts from him walking around all day. So that's usually why some people like us. Probably, I don't have that problem, but some little people they have that kind of problem. Gotcha. So they have a scooter or something. So I was going to ask in in five years where do you see yourself? But it seems like you see yourself doing acting. Acting. Um, I want to start a sports uh, basketball program. Um, I want to basically all the people, all the kids in the world that could go play against people. You know, like you know, like a like a park. Like take some. Like we leave West Fourth to go to Dumbo to go play at Brooklyn Pier Park. I wanna, great park, by the way. Great park. I want to start. Basically, I want to do that. Around the world, very cool. I want to take kids like all over the world, mm-hmm. and they go play against kids in Germany, kids in France, and stuff like that. So I, w- I always want to do something like that, and I want to I want to start a sports brand uh, in high sc- in schools. I want to start teams with people with disabilities. Awesome. Because the most thing I get written that I get wrote to me on social media is, "Oh, I tried out for my team, and I don't think my coach picked me because I went off. I don't." Because I don't think that was the case. But I don't want to tell that kid, well, that's why he didn't pick you or, or maybe you wasn't good. I don't want the coach or the school to feel like they have to. Because some people could do something because they want a story, which I felt in my Chuko years, I felt like that's what my college did to me. I felt like they recruited me to have that story of first little person ever with a scholarship. And come to find out, I didn't get no, I didn't get no playing time. Hmm. But I, so it's, I, I felt like they picked me because they wanted the story, wanted and then story. they just held a roster spot for a story, right? So now what I want to do is in schools, I want to put a pro a team for sports with kids with disabilities. I love that, and they could play again. It'd be a PSAO with that same basketball team, but they are they have just they are disabled, you know, and they could compete, get the same awards, feel the same, get a scholarship, all that. For for their own kind. I love that, man. Anyway, I can help. Let me know. I will. Where can people find you best? On Instagram, but Monty Love One Hundred Two M A N I L O V E One Hundred Two, and my YouTube Monty Love One Hundred Two. Makes sense. Yeah, my man, you've been through a lot. Now you've been through the Buster Show, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, subscribe, leave a rating, follow this man right here, and we'll catch you next time. Yep. Peace.